0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm back in Visaya, California with a returning guest by the name of Melanie White. Melanie, welcome back to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely.
1: Great to be here, Mark.
0: Well, always good to have you here, and I'm excited because you have some new things to share with my listeners today about what's happening at Helwig products and also what's going to be happening at SEMA and a lot of good things to talk about. And I love having guests back that have done things within their businesses that have made big changes and certainly some big changes have happened there at Helwig. So before I give you a new introduction, would you share something about yourself that maybe since we last spoke, people don't know about you?
1: Uh, something that people don't know about me I am you know I'm an avid hiker so I love to spend time outdoors if I can get out uh, that's where I go Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so um yeah that's that's one thing that people wouldn't know about me
0: (laughs) you know one thing that I found getting out into nature is so important to our well physicalness of course hiking is great for you but Your psyche, right? I mean, getting away from Mm -hmm. the work, the computers and just being outdoors and breathing fresh air and looking around, it does something to you. And I grew up near the beach and walking on the beach was the thing for me. It just reinvigorated me. And I just came back from the La Jolla Concord and I took a nice long walk on the beach, something I haven't done in a long time, haven't traveled for a while since COVID. Uh, But is that what hiking does for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then there's an added benefit. I think, you know, we're always plugged in and being up in the mountains, uh, there's no cell reception. Yes. (laughs) So it's sort of that magic uh, all around, right? Being in nature, being reset. And then uh, I think also, you know, there's just something magic that happens uh, with nature because i live really close to the sequoias and there's the biggest the largest living thing on earth is is a tree and i just think about like what the tree has seen oh, yeah. and so it's like it makes me feel so small and also <laughs> you know like that time is going to go by so quickly so it's like this really cool reset in my head where it's like oh my gosh like You know, the things that I'm maybe nervous to do or don't, uh, you know, haven't gotten them done yet. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have so little time to do that. And then, you know, thinking about like, oh, I don't want to waste time on that.
0: (laughs) Is that General Sherman, that tree? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yes, it is. Yeah, amazing. Mm -hmm. That went to visit that tree when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, it's definitely bigger than life, um, to use a bad pun, but it does create it's like looking out to the stars for me the universe you feel very small and you think how long the universe has been around it's hard to even get Mm -hmm. your head around but then you realize okay i've got things i need to do but you talk about unplugging when i went for that walk on the beach my son joined me and we were walking and i kept kind of reaching for my phone because it would ping or buzz and he goes dad you know you can turn that thing off
1: Oh, good for him. Yeah, I thought
0: for a young gener- generation, yeah, that, you're right, I can't, I will do that right now and focus on where we are and you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, it's funny, um, I, I have to go up to where I don't get cell reception, but it is true, I could just turn it off. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, we can that's all, we all need to rem- remember that that's a possibility for sure.
1: Well, let me give you a proper
0: introduction because yeah. I'm excited to share some news uh, with our listeners about what you're doing. Melanie White is the president And she's the owner now of Helwig Products. It was founded in 1946. Helwig Products manufactures forged steel suspension products for a wide variety of vehicles, including recreational vehicles, trucks, and SUVs. And they're an OE supplier for Oshkosh, Freightliner, and the United States military. Melanie recently certified Helwig products as a woman owned and operated company through the National Women's Business Enterprise. This year, she's running for a second term on the SEMA board of directors. And in 2018, she was named SEMA person of the year. Passionate about the industry, she feels that The two and a half years she has served is not quite enough, and there's some unfinished business that she would like to continue to make a bigger difference in the automotive sector and the world. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsors, so give them a little love, and we'll be right back. I love Covercraft's new five-layer all-climate cover. It was developed and engineered for And Watercraft, too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just type in the word YEAH21 at checkout, YEAH21 at Covercraft.com. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. 224 9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars. Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. So, Melanie, let's talk first, for anyone who may have missed my first talk with you, a little bit of history on this company because your great-grandfather, your grandfather, your father, have they've created a legacy that now you're carrying that torch forward into the future. And there's a great video, and I'll put a link to that on Melanie Shona's page, about their company. It's a real feel-good, but it gives you a sense of What's behind the Helwig brand and the things that uh, are resting on Melanie's shoulders now, full bore, to carry this heritage forward? But give us a little bit of history here because it's fascinating.
1: Yeah. So, my. I love thinking about, and I tell this story all the time, I'm sure my team is so tired of me <laughs> telling this story, but I, I love to remember, you know, where we came from as an organization. So my great grandpa and grandfather had this idea for Helper Springs, you know, the war was happening and we didn't have steel and uh, very much available at the time. And so when it became available, they uh, they took their idea and started to manufacture and And they'd manufacture at night. So my great grandfather had a full time job. And then my grandpa was a senior in high school. So they'd manufacture at night during the week, and then they would go sell on the weekends. So they would sell door to door and also in small shops. But they'd go in Southern California, if you had a sagging uh, vehicle, they would go knock on your door and say, hey, we can fix that. And once my great grandfather sold you on it my grandpa would install it laying on the driveway wow. um you know, laying on his back in the driveway, and they would install it for $7. So <laughs> wow. it's always really fun to think about that for me because, you know, we ship all over the United States. We don't have that price point anymore. No, no. Um, you know, Especially just, not this so day. So much age. has changed. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that has changed, and then there's a lot that hasn't changed, you know, like the way that we manufacture, which is um, made us unique, which was heat treated, hot formed. And so we still do that. And then, but we ship all over the place. So our customers are everywhere. And when my grandpa was still alive, it was fun to have him come in and, you know, he'd come and like read the palette, the shipping (laughs) labels to find out where (laughs) stuff was going because he just was fascinated. I remember yeah him just thinking oh my gosh this is going this is going to new york or i we'd have some stuff that we would ship internationally too and he just thought that was pretty cool
0: well no kidding i mean when you start something like that now seven dollars will barely buy you a cup of coffee can you imagine your great-grandfather your father telling people you know someday my great-granddaughter is going to run this company and seven dollars you'll have to buy a cup of coffee for seven dollars so this is a good deal today (laughs) yeah (laughs) wow
1: no i think um, that, that blew my grandpa's mind yeah, <laughs> when coffee right. became about $7. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just incredible.
1: Well, I would love to
0: talk about this uh, certification that you've done as a women-owned and operated company because as I understand it, today, you, well, today, it's been for a little while, but you are the official owner, uh, although it's been a family business, but you own the business. You are running the business. How important is this uh, National Women's Business Enterprise to you, and what does it mean to you to be? able to certify this company in this way because you think about the generations of the three men before now ladies in charge that's pretty darn cool
1: yeah i think you know with that the certification really allows us to be more competitive It doesn't automatically give you a seat at the table, but it helps you get at least people willing to look at your uh, proposal over other proposals. So I think that's what, it just gives you that competitive edge. And honestly, uh, Mark, I look for a competitive edge wherever I can.
0: Well, we all do, especially nowadays. Holy cow.
1: Yeah. And I always felt like I was a little allergic to the touting, oh, I'm a woman and I'm, I, I really don't, I've never felt like I'm disadvantaged in my position. And so I, I didn't want to really highlight that. But it's very that's <laughs> it a very good competitive advantage. Well, sure. And it, there are so many different programs that uh, within big organizations in diversity initiatives that you know they're really trying to hit certain numbers. And by having this certification, I can help them. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, hit those numbers. So that's kind of it's fun and it's like a win-win for everyone. Well,
0: absolutely. And uh, it, yeah, it put like you. I think you said best put you at the table at a seat. Uh, then. And they can evaluate the integrity of the business, the type of products that you produce, and the history and legacy. And how could anybody say no? I, mean, I don't know how they yeah. could. <laughs> now, you know, one thing I want to touch on because this is huge, and we've alluded to it a little bit here, is what's happening with inflation, what's happening, of course, since COVID with supply chain issues. How have you guys managed and dealt with that? Because everybody I've had in the show, and my wife and I were talking about it last night, this COVID situation affected literally everyone in some way some people horribly of course we lost people but in the state of businesses everybody it's touched and it's still touching people because of the supply chain issue which i hear every day so how have you guys coped and managed with that because you're you're dealing with raw steel you gotta have the the steel to make the products
1: yeah absolutely it's been it's been dynamic. Dynamic. <laughs> uh, That's a nice to way to put least. it. <laughs> um, yeah, and we it has been uh, pretty challenging to keep up with it, and we have done more price increases over the last year than we did the you know the ten years prior because yeah. we've been just trying to keep up with the, the prices coming to us, and it's just it's so it's been yeah like I said dynamic. Not only are we seeing the you know, the prices go up, but also all of a sudden we're having to order things that we would order, you know, have in stock a couple miles away and it be a two-day turnaround. We're looking at 12, 16 weeks for that. So we are keeping more steel on hand than we've ever kept before because we're, you know, we're buying into the future. I almost feel like we're buying futures a little bit by having it here. Well, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just, we have a lot on hand and that's been one of the ways that we've dealt with it. Blanket POs, all of the things that are, that we can think of, you know, we're, we're doing it right now to keep up, but price, uh, demand, all of that has been very dynamic.
0: I was talking to somebody when I was at the La Jolla Concor a few weeks ago, and we were talking about this issue, and and the gentleman who doesn't have the kind of business where you have to buy raw products or any products to manufacture something said, well, what's the problem? Just order more. I said, okay, well, where does the Mm -hmm. money come from to order more? Because mm-hmm. typically businesses like to operate so that you get the product in the day you need it. That's that's the way the car industry has <laughs> run for years. But you can't rely on that anymore. I had a guest on the show a few weeks ago that couldn't get sprayers for his liquid products, his car care products. The sprayer, he goes, I can't sell my products if you can't get it out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm having to buy, you know, six, eight. 12 months of sprayers, whereas before I could order them and get them in two weeks. This is that supply chain problem whenever you describe this to somebody that says, well, why can't I get my furniture sooner? I just want a table. Why isn't it here? I know. Well, they can't get the wood or the hinges. I mean, it's really affected.
1: Or a Yeah. A little bolt. I mean, there's silly things here that we, you know, haven't been able to get that might cost, you know, we were talking about it. It was a bolt and it's like, oh, that costs like six cents. Yes, And I can't, we're holding a product that we can't ship because of of some little thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's uh, it's absolutely mind boggling. The other issue we were beginning of uh, spring, my wife and I were looking at maybe some patio furniture and this gentleman imports teak furniture, and he said, you know, I used to be able to buy a container, ship a container for about $3,500. He said, now it's 35000 mm-hmm. from overseas, from Asia, where he gets his, his teak wood-made uh, furniture. He said, that, that money has to go somewhere. It has to be passed down to the consumer because where do I get it from? And so there's all these different things that y- that you in business like this have to deal with. Um, I used to deal with this kind of stuff in the old business. Now, thankfully, I don't have to. So, uh, wow, it's, it's huge. And this is where it kind of is a nice segue to my next question, the importance of SEMA. Now, you said on the board you were SEMA person of the year. Congratulations for that. Very cool. Thank you. Well-deserved. Could you talk a little bit more to the listeners about the importance to SEMA? Because for those that aren't in the industry directly, SEMA seems like a cool car show with a lot of neat stuff. But SEMA is really valuable to help in situations like this. So, SEMA, what what has this done for you and why is it so important for you to run again and be on the board again and continue this this endeavor?
1: Yeah, uh, I love you know, SEMA and the industry, the automotive industry has just been something that, you know, I fell in love with. I remember my first SEMA show, I, kind of, I was the same. I thought, oh, this is a really cool car show. And then the more that I got involved and I got involved on a volunteer uh, basis early in my career, I realized, oh, we can do really cool stuff when we're able to like you know, maybe take off our company hat if that needs to happen. Um, and then, you know, if we're in a room all together, we can make so much more happen together than we can as an individual. And I just see right now in the landscape of uh, of the United States, especially what we're, what's happening with vehicles here, and just in the last two and a half years. So when I ran um, for the the SEMA board, it's always interesting to like reflect back. I was you know, electrification was, you know, it was definitely being talked about, but it's like, I feel like it's all that we're talking about right now. And, you know, we don't have the infrastructure ready for that.
0: No, but well, especially California. Yeah. Power grid's a challenge down there.
1: Yeah. And in 2035, you know, our governor says that we won't have any, um, anything but electric cars and that, That's kind of spooky, right? (laughs) When you don't have the infrastructure to support it. Yeah. And I think what I see, like with SEMA able to accomplish, is influence in that area, right? There's a lot that's going on. Like in Sacramento, if you want to change your oil or put on a sway bar or a helper spring, you know, do any work in your own driveway, you don't have that right in city limits right now. Amazing. And that's such a bummer. Like we are a. There's a huge car culture in the United States that I feel like is really getting threatened. And we just, as me, Melanie... I'm not going to have. I'm not going to have the ability to make the change I want to make unless I'm, you know, in a bigger organization and we're all working together. And I think that's why I, I want to be me, Melanie, on the CMO board, right? Like influencing that because I have a son who's 12, and who knows, you know, everyone jokes whether or not he's going to be in the business or, you know, I have someone that says, "Oh, that's my next boss," <laughs> and points to Jensen. I would like that to be an opportunity, right? I don't want that to be Decided for us that we were getting edged out of this market, so I really see our ability under SEMA to band together and defend our rights uh, and defend this car culture here. So
0: it's so important, and you know, in our state here in Washington, our governor has decided 2030 is when they should stop allowing or ban the sale of gasoline vehicles and. That's not that far away.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. And I'm thinking of
0: of all the car dealerships going, well, they rely on manufacturers to produce these vehicles now it's coming on strong but still the vast majority of vehicles sold are gas. I, I don't know how it's all going to happen that fast. it seems sometimes the legislators and we won't get too deep into politics or you and I will both go insane on the show yeah but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah of how they're mandating things when they don't see the ramifications of their decisions in so many other sectors but uh, yeah this is a this is a big deal. The good thing I see though for your brand is that your product, can still be used on evs so
1: absolutely there's a
0: plus
1: (laughs) there's a plus yeah for sure it's great for us you still will need um support right either all that weight or handling with sway bars extra weight yeah yeah
0: Yeah. batteries are heavy
1: (laughs) they are heavy
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's very cool you know uh last time we were on the show and we always talk about this here are people who are inspirations to us, uh, driving inspirations, mentors. I'm going to flip this question around on you a little bit. First, we're going to take a break and thank our sponsors. But when we come back, I want you to think about the importance of you, let's say through SEMA, being a mentor for others. So keep that thought in mind, and we'll be right back. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang, a deep gloss paint sealant, is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang, a deep gloss paint sealant, is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours, for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website I look at you Melanie and your serving methods or your serving ways or your serving means on Sema as being a mentor to others and helping others. Is that the way you view what you're doing? I know it's I know you now cuz you've been a guest on the show. I feel like we're friends. I don't see you as a person that is doing this just to help yourself. You're you are somebody who likes to help others in the industry. And you said it earlier, by being involved in SEMA, you can do much more than one individual person. That's the power of groups and organizations, right? So how do you see your mentorship working towards others?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that question, Mark, because you know, when I first got in, I got involved with Sema through a mentor program, there was a woman who I really admired and I just asked her, I said, you know, could I could I call on you if I had some questions and she said, "Yes, actually there's a formal program, let's get involved in that." And so I feel so lucky that I was—I had this great mentor in the beginning of my career. And it's funny, last week, the timing is really interesting. So last week, I got a card in the mail and someone asking for me to be their mentor. And my first reaction was like, wait, me, a mentor? <laughs> and, um, there you know, you it's interesting how the, the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's such an awesome opportunity. I mean, I'm a big sister, so I'm the oldest of four girls. And I have... I'm not lacking opinions or <laughs> or advice. And so I love that others see that that might have some value because <laughs> I'm afraid I annoy my sisters.
0: Too well, I've got, to, I've got to chuckle at this a little bit because your father and this legacy of men running Hellwig, and your dad must have been going, what's going on here? Where's the boy? Where's the boy? Where's the boy?
1: Yeah. And all these girls.
0: But he, I think he finally went, okay, well, it's going to be girls for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's mostly girls in my in my generation with cousins too, so I just have one um, boy cousin, uh-huh. yeah, and the rest of us are all girls, so yeah. There you so go. So we have a healthy uh, girl population for sure. I think it's great. In my generation. Yeah, and it has been great.
0: It's so important yeah. to help other people, and I've been asked to do that for with people over time or for people over time, and sometimes I've even ended up being a mentor without even knowing it. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you go, oh, this person calls on me, you know, every couple of weeks, asks me questions. I I guess I'm a mentor. I was just trying to help.
1: (laughs) I know. I love when that happens naturally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really important. I always encourage friends and people, especially if you've been around, you've been doing things, uh, you have so much value. And that's why I love hanging around with older people. I guess I'm one of those people now. Did I just say that? I think so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that, becoming a grandfather. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you've been around and you've seen things, you have so much vast knowledge that for younger people that haven't been there yet, and you just assume, many times I assume they already know that, but how can they, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah.
0: So as we look forward into the future, one of the things and the reasons you want to run for the SEMO board again is you, and I mentioned it in your introduction, you feel like there's still some unfinished business you'd like to attend to. So what is some of that unfinished business?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest there is just our influence in DC and just overall as an organization. You know, SEMA started, I really want to see SEMA get back to its roots. So SEMA started as a collection of individuals fighting against regulation in the beginning. And so, and then, you know, they had a fabulous car show and that's sort of what they got known for. And I think that if we look at like the most important things that we're going to do as an organization, it's really getting back to that. Where can we have uh, influence? And that I think is really valuable in in D.C. and regulation and legislation coming out, I think that's where I want to see us spend the most time. And, you know, over the last two and a half years, my service on the board, you know, we have had been able to make that headway. And we've also been, you know, we canceled one of the- the only time we've had to cancel a show is this last within my service, right? So COVID really became a big distraction to what I wanted to see us do as an organization and really where I wanted my influence as a board member to be. And so I really see this next election cycle to have this big opportunity for serving the next three years and achieving the things that I really desired to achieve in that, that influence. So in getting seen, back to their
0: roots. Yeah, you mentioned that back to their roots. And, and again, it's that uh, legislation that comes down often from Washington, D.C. or state governors or state programs, whatever, that some of us go, well, I don't understand why you're doing this. What, what's the Who's making this decision mm-hmm. and why? And do you realize these decisions are affecting a lot of people in a very negative way? And many times uh, these lawmakers just kind of glance over, well, there's going to be all this other stuff that'll come along. Don't worry about it. In the meantime, Mm -hmm. you have a whole bunch of companies going, you just put me out of business. What do you mean? Don't worry about it. So is that really the core focus you're going to be focusing on for the next three and a half years? And and a lot of the SEMA, I would imagine because these changes, as you said, in the automotive industry, especially with EVs are coming down so fast that it kind of makes your head spin.
1: It does. Yeah. I think that I do. I know that's where I want to spend the time, land usage, all of that, right? Like, like you said, like, they're glancing at something quickly. And, and, and the magnitude of it is so great that I really want us to, to have more, you know, have their ear and understanding what the magnitude really would be for our industry. Yeah. Um, I remember one of the, you know, there's land usage, and there were, out in the desert, turtles were at risk, and they were saying that it was because of off-road use. And so, you know, they were going to close certain parts of the desert off so that, um, you know, these turtles could be saved. And what it ended up being, you know, we hired... Uh, SEMA back then hired a investigation and did an assessment. And it turned out that it was crows that were eating the turtles.
0: No, crows ate turtles.
1: Yes. (laughs) And so ended up being something totally different. Um, And that's where I think that it's easy to make sometimes things seem a certain way. And there's Oftentimes, you know, the digger, the the more we dig, uh, the deeper we dig into situations, it's like, oh, no, it's way more dynamic than we thought it was. And I think that's really what we have that opportunity to share.
0: Well, that's a challenge I see, too, with society as a whole is we become headline junkies. Mm-hmm. You know, you read a quick headline, but you don't take the time to read the article and really evaluate it. And you think, oh, okay, well, that's the way it is. Yeah, the turtles are being destroyed by off-road vehicles. Okay, that makes sense. Don't let off-road vehicles go out there and destroy the turtles. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. maybe that's not the case. Maybe, you know, you go, okay, how could there be that many off-road vehicles destroying all the turtles? That That's a big swatch of land. It doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Maybe <laughs> question a little bit. And the great thing is about what SEMA is doing is... And I want some listeners to go, oh, well, you're just all about, you know, fighting every legislation that protects the planet. That's not what it's about. No. I can speak for myself. I'm sure for you, Melanie, we have children. You'll someday, you'll be a grandma too, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll <laughs> want this planet to be around for those those children and their children's children. And you want to protect those things. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a different world and it's a challenging world. So uh, lots of challenges to be had. But my hat's off to you and everyone at SEMA for what you're doing because, uh, SEMA is a great organization and it fights for the good in all. I don't see it just as an organization that just is very selfish for just the automotive industry. They really are thinking things through and like you said, hiring special groups to go in and realize, okay, it's the crows of the problem. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what we do about that, but that's another discussion for another day. (laughs) So so I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit and be a bit of a psychologist. We talked a lot about your thoughts and what you're doing now. But uh, I don't know that I asked you this question question last time, but maybe if I did, uh, it might have changed a little bit. If you were to uh, reincarnate yourself or you became reincarnated, manifest as a vehicle, what would you be and why? And this really is not about what you want to be. This is more about how you perceive yourself as you're carrying this torch of the Helwig products forward into the future. How do you view yourself as this vehicle?
1: Yeah, so I, ooh, you know, I drive a Ford Raptor every day, and I feel at one with her when I drive (laughs) her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And she, you know, uh, so there's a part of me that feels like, you know, it would be a a Ford Raptor, but I hear you on the question. So I feel like there's a part where uh, I'm more maybe like a a Porsche Cayenne, so I have, definitely have an engine. Uh, I... I don't slow down very often. And then I think there's just a lot that comes with it too. Like the the sports utility part of it, you know, um, I encompass that as well. So, yeah. But I I wish I was a Ford Raptor, so. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking
0: of you yesterday. My neighbor has a Ford Raptor, and he just returned yesterday. I was sitting here at my desk, and it looks out on the street, and he drove by, just came back from his ranch out in eastern Washington, and his Raptor, it was literally, you could almost not see the red paint. It was covered in mud.
1: I bet it was. I bet it was. He drives it like you should
0: drive a Ford Raptor. Yeah, and, Mm -hmm. and I said, what happened? And he said, well, I wish we had been videotaping. It was a little wetter out there, and we were just going through these giant seas of mud and yeah I said well don't wash your car in your driveway because it'll all wash down (laughs) in front of my driveway and I'll be having to go off road (laughs) to get so he went over to his daughter's house she wasn't very happy about that either but uh, (laughs) yeah well that kind of makes sense yeah as I learned to know you now I I do ask my guests about books and you did mention a book last time you hear but is there something new maybe you've read in the last uh, year or so that you'd like to share
1: Oh my gosh, I am an avid uh, audible listener. So I probably have listened to four different books in the last month. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, my son and I just finished The Martian, uh, which is also a movie, but the book was so good. So um, that's definitely one just for fun that I would recommend. And then (laughs) I was thinking about the last one that I just finished for mine was a Brene Brown Atlas of the Heart. I joke that I'm. I'm German, and so we uh, sometimes aren't as in touch with our—I'm <laughs> not as in touch with my emotions as I'd like to be. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, <laughs> so Atlas of the Heart was a, a good one just to talk about, you know, different emotions and different um, feelings that pop up. So, yeah, so that was that was fun.
0: You know, Audible mm-hmm. is a great way to consume books, especially if you're a busy person and if you have to commute. And I'm going to say this again. I remind my listeners, and every time I mention this to somebody in person, I, I just did it when I. I was traveling uh, to the guy that was sitting next to me on the plane. He had no idea, and he actually was a professor at the University of Washington, teaches um, the history of economics. So this is a very interesting time for him to be talking to his students about yeah, what's going yeah. on in the economy, what's affecting it, and that, you know, this has all been done before. Uh, it shouldn't be any <laughs> surprise to anybody. But I said, you know... If you like listening to books, just get a library card and you can listen to books for free. You can get them sent right to your device. You don't even have to go into the library and your taxes already pay for the library. So there you go. So I'll remind you listeners, uh that's how you can get free audiobooks. Uh nothing against Audible, of course, but uh and if they don't have the book you want, you can request it and they'll get it. So, there you go. Wow. Yeah, kind of a cool deal. So, uh I'm not going to ask you about the ultimate drive because last time you were here, uh, we did take one in that Raptor, I believe. Uh, we went off road. Yeah. So I already know where we would go with that. What I really love to do is have you share maybe some parting words of wisdom or advice. And especially as you take on this new position, uh, no doubt you'll be on the board. I have no doubt about that. Uh, but also your new, somewhat new role of running Hellwig and owning the company now, which again, my hat's off to you for that. Maybe some uh, words of meaning or inspiration for for our listeners today.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. So uh, I became an owner in 2019. So uh, late 2019. So right before the pandemic. Yeah,
0: think, yeah so, very uh, nicely done. Your dad's a smart oh, guy. Yes, Here you go. Yeah. See you later. Bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And so the last few years have been very interesting and from a new seat, right? Yes, so yeah. I think in this position that I'm in now, right, like kind of looking back over the last couple of years. And I think the big thing is for me is just, you know, the attitude that we're going to get through it, whatever it is, is, we'll get through it. And that has been just really powerful. And I just this year, I'm like, we're no matter what, we're going to have fun doing it <laughs> uh, it's part of the last couple of years haven't been that much fun. Uh, and it's life is too short for that. And so I would just really encourage everyone to, you know, have fun with what they're doing. And I look at now, like, especially because I committed to this year is going to be a fun year. Uh, you know, what are the things that I'm doing that aren't fun? So I've been looking at that too, uh, and just really trying to... Add that element of fun to everyone here, especially at work. We spend so much time together here that I really want us you know, I want this to be a place that feels rejuvenating and, yeah, fun. So... That's what we're
0: doing this year. Well, I love that. And your timing is perfect because in our pre-show chat listeners, I shared with Melanie, my daughter is taking off on a trip today with her eight-month-old, my grandson. Her husband's uh, competing in an Ironman competition next weekend. So you go, Matthew. Um, And Paige, my daughter was a little nervous about traveling with a more mobile baby right now who probably won't want to sit in his seat. And I sent her a meme and this aligned with what you just said, Melanie attitude is the difference between an ordeal and an adventure. I love it. Yeah. Have that attitude that we are going to have fun no matter what we encounter. That's wonderful. How can people learn more about you and Hellwig products?
1: Yeah. So Hellwig Products, uh, you can find us on the web at hellwigproducts.com. You can find me on LinkedIn under Melanie White. And if you want to call, we still have a person that answers the phone here. So our number here at the office is 800-367-5480.
0: There you go. Absolutely. And I want to do a shout out to Luke Walsh, uh, at Con Media. Again, he brought, uh, Melanie back here. Con Media sends a lot of great guests to me. Awesome uh, organization. If you need some PR, uh, from a company that understands the automotive industry, Con, that's the one to call. Uh, I also want to put a link to a very cool video that's on the Helwig products website. Uh, it'll give you a really good warm feeling about this company. Uh, and if you have a need for what they do, uh, Helwig or Helvig. I guess that's the way we used to say it, right? As good Germans. Yes. Uh, yeah uh, Yeah, is the place to go. Melanie, hey, thanks for coming back. Congratulations to you for everything you've done. Uh, you know, COVID is kind of going away. slow, Not as fast as we'd like, but you made it. So that's very cool. My hat's off to you and to everybody that works there. What a wonderful organization. Until you and I talk again, and most likely next time I see you, we'll probably be at the SEMA show. I'll see you down the road.
1: Awesome. Thank
0: you, Mark. You're welcome. This was fun.